Hi there. Welcome to Could We Do That? Together with my friends Jake. Yo, what up? And Ayush. Hello. <laughs> We're going to explore the working world. We're going to interview some people from interesting professions and discuss work-related topics. So hopefully we can help you find out something to do with your future. So join us while we figure out, could we do that? There he is. Hello. Hey, Dwayne. Can you hear us? Hey, fellas. How you doing? Hey, hey buddy. Good. good, good. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Hey, Dwayne. This is Jake and Ayush. Hey, Jake. Hello. Ayush. Nice to meet you guys. Nice, nice to meet you, meet too. You too. I, I like when you talk there, Dwayne. It's got like your status underneath of it too, your occupation and everything. That's it's perfect. You can see your job title under you when you speak. <laughs> oh, really? That just popped up? <laughs> yeah, you can see Dwayne Adams, Hollywood Casino, Columbus, Penn National Gaming. I love it. Like you knew you were coming on a business podcast or something. <laughs> probably remnants from a few that I've done with some of the local schools and whatnot. So that's probably why it's on there. I'm surprised. But that's that's cool. Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks for coming and joining us today, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Yeah. So uh, we'll just get ourselves started here. So our guest today, I've got my close friend, Dwayne. He, uh, he grew up with my dad and uh, actually went to school with both my dad and mom in college. And that's uh, how they all became very close friends over the years. Um, yeah, so Dwayne is the vice president of hospitality for, as I was saying, Hollywood Casino Columbus, Penn National Gaming. So welcome, Dwayne. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, buddy. Great, great to see you again. So, uh, just to get us started, can you just give us a little bit of your background? I've, I've said your title, obviously, but I know you floated around for a, a few different casinos and stuff since you graduated from college, right? Right, that's exactly right. And uh, it's funny you mentioned the word float because that's usually how they describe me when I'm playing hockey as a bit of a floater. But uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I've uh, I've been I've been fortunate enough to work for two great companies. Uh, you know, I started out with Marriott Hotels when I graduated college uh, in Toronto and spent 15 years with them and uh, worked my way up through the ladder uh, and then got headhunted by the, my current company, Penn Gaming, when they were opening up a hotel at Casino Rama, you know, Casino Rama just north of Toronto. So uh, they were oh, yeah. building a hotel up there, uh, jumped at the opportunity to, uh, to get in uh, with, the, with the groundbreaking and uh, open up that beautiful hotel. And, and I've been with these guys ever since. It's 20 years. I'll be 20 years this December. It's incredible to think. We're Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I remember always hearing the story from, uh, from both dad and my grandfather about uh, you guys finishing up college and you sitting on the steps of college, not sure what the hell you were going to be doing there. Now, my dad had the, ga had the game plan, obviously, the family business, but there you were, not sure where to go, right? That's absolutely true. <laughs> I stuck around for an extra couple of weeks after college had finished, uh, you know, live, staying with some of the friends that still have were up in res and trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life. And I was fortunate enough uh, one day to be sitting in the college hallways and one of our, my professors came up and said, what are you still doing here? <laughs> and, uh, I said, I'm not quite sure. I don't know what I'm going to do. And he goes, come with me to my office. And we went in and looked and uh, Marriott was just opening their first hotel in Toronto. He goes, that's a great company. He goes, you need to get down there and, and, and interview there. So that's exactly what I did. I mean, there was a gentleman's name was Rick Blom. He was a fantastic uh, teacher, one of our one of our most popular teachers at the school at the time. And 
I did that. A month later, I went down, uh, interviewed, and uh, and got a job in on the ground floor. And uh, 15 years later, I mean, I I was I spent a great career there. Yeah. Wow. How did you end up going from uh, working at Marriott to going down and jumping around? You said floating around to all these different places down in the States. Yeah, well, I, I, I guess I gained a bit of a reputation with uh, opening up hotels. And so I was, for, like I mentioned, I was fortunate enough to get in with Marriott uh, when they were opening the first hotel in Toronto. So I was part of the opening team there. Uh, and it's just crazy, right? You're, you've got three to 400 new, new team members all trying to learn a new job, all trying to learn about each other. It, it's crazy. It's chaotic. But you know, it's, it's the best experience you can, you can possibly get, right? Because everybody's in at the same level. Every, it's not like when you're joining a company and everybody knows everybody else and you're the new guy and what's going on. So sure. it was a great experience. Um, it's a heck of a lot of work, but uh, it's fun work. You know, it's just, you see, you're able to see the fruits of your labor because you go from concrete and dust to this beautiful property, eventually opening up to the public. Um, yeah. It's got to be a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And so I did that in my first, when I first started with the company and four years, maybe five years later, I was part of the opening team for the second Marriott in Canada, um, which was downtown Toronto and a little bit more of an elevated position. I was the executive housekeeper at the time. And so that's a pretty big job, uh, 460 room hotel and getting that baby set up. And so but it, during that transition, I worked my way up through various departments. I was in food and beverage, I was in rooms, uh, various department head level positions and trying to gain as much experience overall as, as I could. And uh, then I got headhunted and then I got a, you build a reputation, Marriott's a great company. And when Casino Rama was deciding to build a hotel, they were, they hired a headhunting company and uh, I was, I was called. And I used to get called all the time from resorts up and uh, up, up and, you know, in the Barry area or Collingwood, those kinds of resorts and stuff. And mm-hmm. I wasn't really interested because I know they're so seasonal and whatnot, but when I got the call about Casino Rama, I knew that was a big deal. And then they were building the most expensive hotel in Canada at the time. So I said, okay, now's a good opportunity for me to at least to go look at it. And uh, yeah, and uh, I ended up taking the job. And uh, it, was a, it was absolutely probably one of the best career choices I, I made. Um, not that Marriott is, a, is not a, you know, I love my time at Marriott with great culture but I, I found a company that had a similar culture that was expanding. So Penn Gaming was pretty small at the time, um, but to get in there, open up that hotel. And then I thought that was going to be it for me here. I'm going to retire, man. It's, this is, this is gorgeous up here. I love it up here. I just moved to Barry. Um, but then four and a half years after that property opened, they asked me to come to Kansas city. They were building a hotel down there. We had just acquired Argosy gaming company and they had about five or six properties and the property in Kansas city was building a hotel. And they had nobody, nobody to run it so, uh, or get it prepared for opening. So they called me up and said, would you be interested in coming down here to do this? And I said, ooh, that's a big move, moving to the U.S., right? So, uh, yeah. Uh, but a lot of my friends had done it. So I, I said, oh, sure, why not? I'll come down and, and give it a shot. So, and here I am, you know, 14, 15 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez. You had the kids when you made that move? I did. Uh, my uh, oldest, Charlie, was four. Ben was uh, not even a year old. And oh, wow. yeah, so it was a big transition for the family. Um, but, you know, Carolyn had a good job. I mean, she was, uh, she had her own company uh, going. She had, you know, boy, she's traveling all over the province dealing with the human resources stuff. She had her own consulting company. So it was a big transition. But because our kids were young, um, 
we made the decision that, hey, you come down here. She wasn't going to be eligible to work. She didn't have a visa to work. Only I did. So it was a perfect time to sit down and, and raise our kids and then let her be a stay-at-home mom when the kids were at the perfect age for her to do that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Wow. It was a, actually, I, I'll share a quick fun story. On Ben's <laughs> first birthday, so he was there, they were still up in Canada. And uh, I had hired uh, a consultant to get us open because we were so behind the eight ball. And like we were six months to opening, no, no, no team was hired. Uh, when I got Oof, it, wow. it was like just chaos. And so I hired a consultant to help help me with that. She was a local uh, local hotelier, and uh, she was good friends with Joe Carter, uh, the baseball player. Remember Joe? Uh, hit the game winning home run in the '93 World Series. Oh wow! Yeah, so he happened to live in the Kansas City area, and uh, she was having uh, her her kids were uh, her oldest was playing for Stanford uh, football, and they were coming home, and so I spent my I spent Ben's first birthday at her place and she brought Joe Carter over. So I, met, I was able to hang out with Joe Carter and his wife that evening. Jeez, I, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a cool story. And when I told him, I said, I'm missing my son's first birthday. He goes, hey man, think about us. Do you know how many birthdays I miss of my kids just traveling around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have complained too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dwayne, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Would you be able to... Um, I guess walk us through like the average day in your job. Like, like what is it that you do day to day? What's a typical day look like? I know COVID may have changed things for you, but uh... yeah, it's uh, it changed things a little bit from us from an operational standpoint. Just making sure our guests are, are, are you know, trying to maintain uh, safety protocols for all of our customers and our team members. So um, when we reopened last last summer, actually, so I know things are a lot different down here than they than they are up in Canada. Um, sure. We were, we were closed for a few months during the COVID and then we reopened with 50% capacity at the casino. Um, made sure that we had, uh, you know, social distancing at all our restaurants, all tables were spread apart, table games, mm-hmm. slot machines, you know, every other slot machine shut off and, and things like that. And then made sure customers wore masks, our team members wore masks and, and whatnot. And we've been continuing to work with that protocol up until June 2nd when the governor lifted all protocols, uh, lifted all safety standards. So. Uh, you guys are way I, ahead of us yeah i keep in touch because i keep thinking like geez when am i going to be able to get back home right so it's going to looks like it'll be a while yet but uh <laughs> yeah yeah it's a uh, so a typical day for me I'm, I'm operations so i don't really have anything to do with the gaming side uh i work with the, mm-hmm. i work with the gaming team uh, obviously we we help them out on a lot of the promotions and whatnot but um Typical day for me is, is to come in. I, I usually walk the floor, see what's going on. Uh, all of my, I got a number of restaurants uh, and then uh, a number of different entertainment venues that are, that are operational. So just make sure everybody's uh, happy. Everybody's kind of doing their thing. See if anybody needs any help. I like to be on the floor, talk to customers. Uh, that's a wonderful part of my job. It's not just an office job, right? Anytime I feel like I can get out and stretch my legs, I just go up and walk on the casino floor and talk to people and uh, see how the team is doing and, and things like that. From a strategic standpoint, uh, it's a pretty analytical job, as casinos tend to be, right? So you're looking at sure. you're looking at every kind of metric that you can you can surmise from all the data that we're we're given. Um, so I want to see how are my restaurants performing. I'm usually doing that on a daily basis. What kind of promotions are coming up? You know, casinos are always pushing the envelope about new fun things to do and uh, promotions and all that stuff. So I work with vendors. Uh, work with a lot of suppliers to, you know, 
Okay, what, what are we doing for a July 4th celebration? What are we doing for, you know, just recently the Memorial Day? Uh, things like that. So, you know, one of the great perks of my job is being uh, able to attend some of the player events too. Like right after this podcast, I'm heading to the Memorial uh, Golf Tournament. So uh, we're hosting a bunch of players. We've rented a house on the 18th hole uh where we bring players uh to, to the tournament no way yeah so that's why I'm, I'm, I'm i don't know if you can see me i've got my i got my hollywood golf shirt on so <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> one of the tough parts of the job right get to hang out and have some food and drink with some of your, your better <laughs> professional golfers oh yeah <laughs> but Oh, man. And, that, and that's that's kind of it. And some of the higher level stuff, you know, we're always planning with casinos. You're always changing out concepts and restaurants. I'm working on three new concepts for our property this year. So we just opened one in May, uh, working on two more that are coming up that we hope to open up this year. And then, if, oh yeah, can you talk a bit about that at all? I can talk about what we've opened. I can't talk about what we got coming up because we haven't signed the deal yet. Sure. So uh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, one of the concepts that we're coming up, uh, that we're working with, and we're looking at doing a, like a franchise arrangement. So we will run it, but we'll we'll do uh, we'll you know we'll pay them the franchise royalty fees and whatnot uh, with all of these organizations. But one that we're looking at, one that we're dealing with right now, is a very famous one. So that's all I can all I can really say that aligns well with our company. Um, we, yeah, very cool. But what we just recently opened was uh, it's a it's a it's a outlet called Mikey's Late Night Slice. And of course here in, in Columbus, it's all about Ohio State University, right? So uh, mm -hmm. it's, it's a monster school, it's, it's right downtown and Mikey's Late Night Slice has about four or five locations all in the downtown area. I think they have one location in Cincinnati, but these guys make great pizza, but what they do even better is the social media presence. Um, they're just everywhere. They've got so many followers uh, that it's just crazy. They've done it so well. Everything that in their, in their bars and restaurants is all, all doctored up to be like, Hey, let's do a selfie here and send it out. Right. So, mm -hmm. so we partnered up with these guys to open up one of their locations in our, in our casino. And it's just taking off like gangbusters. We've opened up one month and I'm just doing so well. And, and what it does, it appeals to the younger demographic, uh, allows mm -hmm. us to bring in, uh, customers that may not have typically visited our casino before. Um, sure. And, and we've seen that. So that's what we're trying to do more so with uh, with some of the outlets that we're looking at. Got to get the future generation in, right? Yeah. And that's, uh, you know, that started just over before the pandemic in January or February of 20 when we, when we uh, acquired Barstool, Barstool uh, Sports, right? So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's kind of going down that similar type path as we look to partner with new new organizations about uh, appealing to a broader demographic than what we currently appeal to. You know, casinos often, if you come in during the day, it's a 50 plus demographic. And how do we get to the younger demographic and grow that, grow our customer base? And this is how we do it. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. And can you, um, I, I know you mentioned you did go to college, um, but can you speak more about the schooling aspect? Has there been any like certifications or, or training courses that you've had to attend to, to reach the level that you've attained within your company? Yeah, so uh, I, I went to college as TJ mentioned with his mom and dad and we were all in the hospitality program there. Um, so I graduated with, uh, with an associate's degree actually, uh, the equivalent down here is of an associate's degree in in Ontario for hospitality management. I think that's what helped me get my foot in the door with, with Marriott mm -hmm. and with this company. And then when I came down here, 
uh, I realized well, there's a couple things. I wanted to, I, I, I thought maybe I want to teach after I retire, right? In hospitality, I've, oh, yeah. I've, uh, I've uh, certainly aligned myself with a lot of the schools, whether it was Mizzou and K-State in, uh, in Missouri, uh, or here, I sit on the advisory board for Ohio State University's hospitality program. Um, and a, a number of the schools, after I spent time there, have asked me, hey, have you been interested in becoming an adjunct professor? And you need a, you need a master's degree to do that. Oh, wow. So in order to get a master's degree, you need your bachelor's, right? So uh, as soon as I came down here, I went back to school and got my bachelor's degree in business management, actually. And, oh, wow. Wow. While you were working? Yeah. Full-time job, two young kids. and a Jeez. Oh my God. Amazing. That's very impressive. Yeah, thank you. It was a lot of, a lot of late nights up writing papers till 2 AM and then getting up early and going to work the next morning and, and things like that. But <laughs> you realize, you realize how much time you've actually wasted when you, when you really get, you, know, when you really have to find times to do things. You go, I can do that. I just, yeah. what did I do with all my time before this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that a lot actually from people in the same same situation. You know, they, they find a drive that they didn't know they had in a lot of cases. So that's exactly it. That's it. And so I encourage, I encourage, you know, I have a lot of managers that work for me now that have uh, no education or some education. And and while it uh, while it might not impede you from getting a, you know an entry level management job or a few direct I mean a few positions, I got to director without uh, without with only having an associate's degree. Uh, you know, if you're going to work yeah, hard and wow. prove yourself in the company, it's not going to necessarily stop you. But yeah. if you want to get to a VP level and, and above, then typically they're looking for at least a, a bachelor's. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, most of our GMs of our casinos have their master's and, and whatnot. So not all of them do. But again, it just it's all about being the most competitive person out there. Right. So if, if you're if you're applying for a position and somebody else is applying and you don't have a degree, but they do and you're pretty similar and and skill and, and talent and that uh ha that person having the degree might trump you just because of that so sure right right yeah i always I always encourage everyone to if they can you know go back and and work on it and uh and especially now with everything being online i mean it's it's so much it's, there's, there's so much accessibility out there right so certainly yeah, i'm in a similar position starting my uh, courses july 2nd business uh, accounting <laughs> oh that's awesome tj i'm happy to hear that that's great like, like you said, it's so easy now. They got it online. You can still work and you can keep things going like that. That's exactly, that's exactly right. Yeah. And you can do it at your own pace. You don't necessarily have to do it all at once or just do one course at a time. And that's what I tell everybody uh, at my property. I said, I, I don't care if it takes you five years to get your degree. Just the fact that, just the fact that you're doing it shows me you're willing to invest in yourself. So I'll invest in you if you're willing to invest in yourself. Right. So. Yeah. It's a great way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So yeah, you, you kind of touched in a little bit on the school there and uh, so how you went along. What, what advice would you give to people who are wanting to go into a similar position to you like now? You, you think uh, like the hospitality tourism is a great route and uh, any advice you can give on that? Yeah, I, I think this is a terrific industry. Uh, I really do. There's so many opportunities. Uh, there's so many different avenues you can go where you can branch off into anything, right? So Hospitality is not just hotels. I think a lot of people think it's just hotels and restaurants. And it's so much more than that. There's cruise ships, there's golf courses, there's entertainment venues, um, there's, there's, there's casinos, right? So, uh, and, and within a casino, we're like a small city. So you get into a, a casino, there's, there is food and beverage, there's typically hotels, there's table games, there's slots, there's so many different things going on in a, in a casino as well that I don't think 
a lot of people who are thinking about studying hospitality realize how vast a field it really is. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, if, if you get in, uh, you don't even have to have a hospitality degree necessarily to get into a hospitality organization. Uh, it certainly will probably give you a better idea of what to expect <laughs> yeah, when you get into uh, for sure. to, uh, the hospitality field. But, you know, we have a lot of people working in us, working for us that have finance degrees because we have, a, you know, obviously a huge finance department. Uh, folks that are human resources professional because we have a, an enormous human resources department too. We have a thousand employees, right? So, uh, oh wow, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a lot of team member engagement and team member management. So you need a pretty solid HR department to help you uh, to help you with that. So, um, yeah, just. If you're, uh, if it's, it's a fantastic field and, and what I find now, and, and I've noticed this, especially with the pandemic, after the pandemic, um, so many industries out there now are actually not even hospitality related, but are actually looking for hospitality workers or people that have worked in the hospitality field to come and work for them because you gain a lot of skills in dealing with people in the hospitality industry. Right? That's, that's what it is. If you can't deal with people, then maybe you got to look at a different vocation, but sure. <laughs> You know, so a lot of people are, are very interested in hiring folks that have worked in our industry because they know they're a people person typically and, and, uh, and, have, and have some, you know, management sense behind them because it's, it's still at the end of the day, it's similar to a business degree, but uh, a, a lot more, more people centric. Yeah, yeah, I've read actually that uh, even um, businesses like customer service or, or things like that look to, for bartenders because they deal with people all day kind of stuff. So bartenders wouldn't usually think of themselves as somebody that could apply for that job, but that's something that a skill that they look for. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think, I'd, um, I know Jake asked earlier, you know, what's your sort of day-to-day, -day, but I was kind of wondering what's your most like enjoyable or favorite part of the job? And on the other side, what's like the hardest part of your job? Yeah, so um, I think the, the, my, my favorite part of the job is really the, uh, now, now that I've, you know, I've been working at, at this position for a number of years is really the strategic part. Uh, I'm an, I'm a pretty analytical guy and I, and uh, I love numbers, right? So um, I like looking to see what plans that we put into place and, and how are they impacting the overall property? So, and it's not necessarily looking at, okay, how is, how are one of my restaurants performing um, as a restaurant? but how is it performing and bringing additional gamers here? So is it bringing the right player? And then we can track what are, what are those players doing on the floor, right? Is it, is it contributing to the overall casino? Um, it's, 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 it's the high level strategic stuff about thinking up new ways to, uh, to keep the business fresh and fun. Um, and again, as I mentioned, you can only stare at a computer screen and number sheet for, for so long, right? Especially if you're in the hospitality industry and you need to have that, that time to engage with people. Typical, you know, people in the hospitality industry, they got to get out there and see somebody. If you don't see somebody, you're going to go nuts. So, yeah. uh, you know, at any time I can just put that stuff aside, walk up on the floor and, uh, and, 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 and talk to people. And it's such a big casino. Um, and, and what I love about it, as opposed to hotels, I always tell everyone, there's a little bit of a difference from working in a hotel than a casino. A hotel, you know, the majority of your team members are there during the day. You got your housekeepers, they're cleaning the rooms, they're doing that. We're checking out people, checking in people. Not much going on in the evenings. Whereas a casino, it's kind of the opposite. Uh, there's, there's stuff going on during the day, and especially so when I had a hotel, I'd be busy during the day, lots of fun stuff going on. And in the evening, that's when everybody comes to visit the casinos, visit the restaurants. So there's never a dull moment. 
there's always something going on on the floors, whether you have a live entertainment act or, or, or something going on, there's always something to go up and, and, uh, and, and see and, and uh, maybe sometimes take your mind off something. And particularly if you're struggling with a, with some, a project that you're working on, okay, I gotta go up and shake this out and go up and walk on the floor and talk to a few customers and that just changes your whole day around, right? Then you're feeling fresh yeah. and you love it. Yeah, it doesn't sound monotonous at all. It sounds very, very uh, engaging and keeps you moving at all times, which Personally, I, I, it's something that I kind of struggle with in my day-to-day job is like sitting still is not something I enjoy. And when there's long breaks, I find myself kind of going crazy. So it sounds like you don't ever really have to worry about that. No, not at all. And that's, that's exactly what, how I describe it to people. Like, you know, if, I, if I'm bored or if I'm disengaged, then, then that's on me, man, because there's no reason to be. There's ever, uh, ever uh, you know, if ever I'm feeling kind of slow, I just get up, I walk on the floor. I mean, it's such a big property and so many different people to talk to that it, sometimes it only takes 15 minutes and then I feel fully refreshed again, come back, work on it, you know, yeah. what's out and that stuff. So I could not Absolutely do a job here, yeah. sitting at a desk for eight hours a day, looking at a computer screen or doing something like that. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I get you, man. I feel you on that. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're a people person too, man. I see you in action, so I can see you. <laughs> oh, yeah, even going further back than Dwayne just going to college with with my dad and stuff I mean he he grew up in the same industry too I mean uh, dad and Dwayne both just worked for the lodge just like I did growing up and stuff too I mean Dwayne's been in it all the time that's right that's right yeah absolutely love it absolutely love it. Your, your parents your parents were good mentors for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, them and grandpa right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. So, so what would you say is one of like the harder things you have to deal with? Maybe not even day to day, but maybe just along the journey that you've taken, what are some of like the, the hard spots that maybe you even doubted is this worth doing, you know, and how did you overcome that? (laughs) Um, you know, I don't think, I don't think I've ever come across a day where I said, you know, I, I don't, why am I in this industry? And I know a lot of people do. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that I went to school with, for example, that are not in this industry that, that, that couldn't stay in this industry because they realize they're not a people person. And, and, and I think some, a lot of that's innate, right? So uh, it's either, it's, it's, it's something you have or you don't have. Uh, either you, you like working with people and you get turned on by making somebody's day or you don't. And, uh, and so what, and I always tell my managers and I, my team, when we're hiring people into this business, especially at the entry level, just because they're, you know, oh, this person's smiling all the time. They're happy. They're just friendly people. So, yeah, but do they have, do they sure. have you found, gotten, are they willing to, you know, do they have that willingness to serve? I think that just because you're a happy person doesn't mean you have that willingness to serve. Right. Yeah. So, so you've got to, uh, you got to have that. And, uh, so I think those, those are the types of people that realize, man, I'm, not, I'm in the wrong business and, and they get out because they don't necessarily have that willingness to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if you do, like I feel like I do and I've been able to stay in this business for 35 years, that, 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 that's, what, that's what makes me happy, right? Going out there and making somebody's day. They're spending a lot of money. They're spending a lot of yeah. money on properties. And, uh, and when they can leave feeling, man, I got my value for that dollar spent, then, then I know I've done my job, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, there hasn't been a time now, don't get me wrong. We've had some tough days. I mean, there's, you know, when some, when, you know, a piece, major piece of equipment malfunctions or, um, uh, you're, you're sometimes dealing with, uh, you know, and I'll give an example, uh, my last, you know, one of our properties, um, we had somebody that locked themselves in a room and uh, refused to come out and had somebody in there. Oh, uh, with oh wow. That. 
hotels face this kind of stuff all the time. So uh, I don't know every hotel goes through emergency preparedness training for these types of things. But when you're dealing with so many different thousands of people, different, yeah. different people every day, chances are something's going to happen in one of your rooms, right? You're going to find a body, you're going to find something's going to happen. So those are the days where it gets tough. Um, but but never to the point where I feel like, oh, man, maybe I <laughs> need to look at a different location or whatever. So the fact that finding a body was the first example you jumped to. Have you found a body, Dwayne? Uh, no, person. I knock on wood. I have not uh, found a body, but I know people who have. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, you know, my brother works for uh, for Marriott, and, uh, and uh, yeah, come across one. Um, wow. He's in security, so he had to be the person that broke into the room to to come across it. But no, I mean, you you have in this business, you have people that will, you know. Have, heart attacks on the floor and pass away before they you can get them out of the restaurant or, or whatnot but mm-hmm. those things happen i mean it's just you you, you got you know casino rama we would have 25 30 thousand people go through that place a day so just, wow just statistically you know uh <laughs> over the course of time you're gonna have uh, somebody who who uh their their numbers up right so yeah uh, um and you just well, navigate through that as as uh as uh, as, as you know as as easily as you can without uh creating too much commotion so yeah absolutely mm, yeah fair mm, enough yeah wow so um what, what do you have planned next like what uh where do you go from here are you sort of going through the motions until eventually you retire or are you gonna take a couple steps forward um i know you said you've got some deals in the works like how often do those come or come across uh come across yeah. sorry um i have enough i think i have enough on the go here to keep me in columbus for the next probably three or four years and, and uh, my youngest my youngest mm-hmm. just entered his first year of high school so okay. you know i kind of yeah, so I basically told, uh, uh, you know, the, the corporate team that we all have to do town plans. You know, the corporate team is very up on, on developing their people and, and positioning people around. And uh, um, so the, uh, but I made it clear, like, listen, I, you know, in coming to Columbus, which uh, I wasn't interested in doing actually at first, uh, because my, my oldest was in his second year, I just completed, uh, was just about to enter second year high school, and I wanted to finish there, but when I came to the property here, I said, Oh, I got it. There's no, there's no question. <laughs> so, uh, um, I, I came a year ahead of the rest of the family and I commuted back and forth to Kansas city. Um, you know, every couple of weeks flying home, which is a tough thing to do, but there's sacrifices you've got to make sometimes for the greater good. And this was, uh, this was, this was definitely one of them. Um, but what's my next move? Honestly, I, I really don't know. I'm in, I'm in a, one of our top properties, you know, Columbus, uh, in our portfolio of 40 plus casinos, is generally in the top three performers. So where do you go from here, right? So uh, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, I've got, uh, you know, we want to open a hotel and that's primarily why they brought me here. Uh, it's, it hasn't happened, but obviously a number of things have happened with the pandemic and everything else have delayed some. Sure, sure. But uh, hopefully that's down the pipe soon. And then, uh, like I mentioned, I've got three things, three major restaurant projects that I'm working on for this year. We've already got a plan for next year. At some point in time, Sports gaming is going to be approved here in Ohio. It's the bills in the in in the Senate. So, uh, some point in time, we're probably going to open a you know hopefully a bar school sports book, uh, sports nice. bar, and all that fun stuff. So cool. 
there's Very enough cool. to keep me busy here for at least four or five years. And then after that, <laughs> you know, maybe retirement is around the corner. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, they probably, yeah, they'll probably, uh, they'll probably be opportunities for me maybe to go elsewhere. And who else, who knows what else we'll own by, mm-hmm. you know, when I started with this company, we had five or six properties. Now we're 40 plus. So yeah. Uh, who knows? What oh, I, I'm pretty sure soon you'll be doing your own podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dwayne, it's a little bit more of a personal question and don't worry, we can edit it out and stuff if you're, you're not interested, but what is the salary like for a position, like uh, working through hotel, like management and stuff like that going up to the position you're in now? Yeah. Um, I would say the size, I mean, it, again, it depends a lot on the, on the size of the organization you're getting into, how big the property is and, uh, and what market you're in. Right. So, uh, but I would say the, the average salary, like if you're a grad, like, for example, I just hired a student out of Ohio state. She's still got actually one more year, but she's an absolute rock star. And I brought her as in as an intern, uh, last year. And so I know she's going to be fantastic and I'm bringing her here as an entry level manager position. So those start at, like for, for our property in particular uh, around forty thousand. Uh, okay. So I would say that's probably average to a to a good entry level supervisor, sh- assistant manager, assistant shift manager type position. And again, in our property because we're so large, we have mul- we have many levels, right? So some properties there's not as many levels, but you know salary range if you want to get up to a restaurant manager. So uh, which. You know, in our property, you would go from assist uh, shift manager to an assistant manager to a manager. Um, you know, there, there, that that salary range can be anywhere from fifty-five to seventy-five um, thousand a year. So, again, it depends on the market, right? So, we're a, we're a big yeah. property. Some of our smaller properties and and some of our smaller markets where cost of living is a lot less uh, might be a smaller entry point, but. You know, once once you get up to uh, you know uh, a director position, then you're you're talking six figures uh, generally uh, there around. And most of our most companies have some type of bonus plan in, involved as well. So you can work. You, you know, in our company, you can earn anywhere from ten to thirty percent of your annual salary in a bonus. Oh wow! Awesome. So, yeah, typically, yeah. and that's and that's 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 more that's common for not just casinos, hotels as well. I mean, though, they typically have some sort of a performance incentive bonus. Uh, plans set up so um, yeah I, I, and this is what I, what I kind of you know having having worked my way up right and starting at I remember when I was at and I'll share this I mean when I remember when I was at Marriott uh, um, my first salary job I was 20 20 uh, 22 21 22 and I got promoted up and it was 225 225 I mean wow yeah. Yeah. Really? And back then I'm going, Hey, that's pretty good money. You know? Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were talking a bit about when you first started at Marriott. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, uh, you know, uh, salaries generally I, I found that, you know, entry level positions, you kind of start off uh, low, but it starts getting exponential. You start working the way up the ladder. So I think basically what a lot of companies I've, I've learned, if you're, if you're willing to invest in the time and, and work your way up, the the it's the the the, the pay uh, grades change dramatically the the higher you go up. So, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, uh, you know, you might start off small, and uh, that probably weeds out a lot of people that aren't willing to stick around. But uh, you know, as you yeah. start moving up, I notice, okay, wow, that that's a big that's a big jump. 
to the next level, right? And uh, in, in pay and, and whatnot. So uh, uh, might, it might start off a little, little uh, you know, average uh, compared to maybe some other industries out there, but it does move up as, you, as you're willing, as you do move up, so. That's good, yeah. Yeah, and casinos, you know, casinos, as I found typically, uh, because they're so big and, and, and large industries, they tend to pay fairly well as well. So, you know, whether you're with our company or any casino company, quite honestly, so. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You guys got any other questions for Dwayne here? Because I got, I got an important one before we wrap things up. <laughs> uh, no, uh, nothing for me, actually. That was, uh, that was great, Dwayne. Thank you for, for your time and just being thorough with, with everything. It was, it was great to hear your story. No, I yeah, absolutely. My- <laughs> it definitely, you're one of the more experienced people we've had so far. So it's really great. Wow. <laughs> That's just a nice way of calling you old, by the way. <laughs> uh, exactly. I wasn't going to say it. So how did we feel about game seven the other night? Your lease didn't do too well. <laughs> oh, no. You're a lease fan. Hey. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, well, you know, it goes back to my other question. If I can be a Leafs fan... There's nothing that's going to destroy me in the hospitality world. Right? <laughs> oh, your expectations are set, huh? Yeah, I, I can handle anything. So uh, I, I think, TJ, last time you and I talked, I, I, I think I might have mentioned, I said, they're going to probably find a new way to break my heart again this year. <laughs> and sure enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was, oh, man, that game seven was so hard to watch. So hard to watch. Ayush uh, is a Habs fan, so he was having the exact opposite. Oh yeah, really. yeah. Well, so, that was incredible. My mom's a big Habs <laughs> fan too, right? So as as most of my family up there on, on my mom's side, uh, and sure enough, she called me right after the game just to gloat. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> no love lost there. That's great. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dwayne. Well, thanks, man. The last question we got for you is, uh, well, do you think we could do that? Do you think we could be involved in that kind of industry? I think so. I mean, just talking with you guys now, and certainly I know you, TJ, better than uh, Ayush and Jake, but uh, just talking to you guys, I mean, certainly, I think, I think a lot of it comes down to attitude and, and, and effort, right? Uh, and, mm-hmm. and if you have that innate desire to want to help and serve others, which clearly on a podcast, you got to have that skill set to, you know, as well <laughs> to, to deliver a podcast. Um, then absolutely, I think the hospitality industry would be, uh, would be uh, right up your alley and uh, and of course, TJ, I've seen you in action, and and I know that uh, that's an, that would be an easy transition for you. So if you guys got in, I'm certain you guys could work up to uh, to uh, to a level that I'm doing uh, uh, in time for sure. No question. No question. Hey, I feel the same way about people. You got to love talking to people, right? Absolutely, absolutely. That's it. You got to get those soft skills, right? Hos- nothing like hospitality will develop those soft skills. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, mean, I, like- I, I see so many people that are like that start off kind of like oh they're so they're so mild and, uh, and shy, which I I think I tended to be when I was in school, right? But uh, you don't realize you have this inside of you, right? So uh, and like I said, you got to it's an innate skill. You got to take it out of the person. I've seen some people go from being shy to like oh man, there's there's some of the best some of my best team members out there on the floor and engaging with customers and, and, and things like that. So as soon as they get comfortable, it's like, Oh man, this is, this is actually quite easy, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Some confidence, right? Exactly. Once they start building some confidence, they, they open up and you can just see their actual personality. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Dwayne. Uh, enjoy the rest you. of your day. Enjoy the golf. <laughs> I certainly will. I bet you will. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of the hardships with the job, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks you know, again, buddy. We'll definitely be talking to you again soon, man. We got it. We got to stay more in contact. Gotta let me know when you finally get across the border again. Absolutely. I sure will, TJ. Thanks so much, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Bye. All right, another great interview. That was uh, my buddy Dwayne. He had an amazing career, starting off with my dad back at our hunting and fishing lodge, going all the way down to the States to be the vice president of hospitality. Really awesome career for Dwayne. Uh, Jake, do you have any place you want to plug this week, buddy? Oh, man, I've got a great spot to plug today. All right, I'm going to plug the Burnt Tongue. Uh, they've got couple locations here in Hamilton, one on Cannon, one on uh, Lock Street, and a third location uh, just opened up last year in Westdale. Um, they... Holy crap. Are, I didn't know they had three places. Yeah, I didn't yeah, even man. know what this place was. The, this yeah. place really doesn't need me to plug them for them to be doing, doing great, but uh, holy heck, if you like soup, you will love the Burnt Tongue. They got rotating menus, you know, fucking fresh ingredients um, from, you know, local farmers. Uh, the guy's actually going out into the Hamilton Farmer's Market quite often to grab um, some additional ingredients and whatnot. Fantastic food, fantastic people. Uh, check them out. Very cool. Yeah, man, soup is soup is always my comfort food, whether I'm sad or, or not feeling well. And burnt tongue is spectacular. Yeah, man. See, I'm, I'm trying to push a uh, soup positive agenda out there uh, so that people can have soup when they're happy to. Um, yeah. But... Soup doesn't get enough attention, but. <laughs> right, you'll have to take me someday then, buddy. Oh, I'll take you. <laughs> All right, guys. That was great. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Dwayne, and thanks, everybody.